Did I hang in there? That Smiley Kaufman for 61. Wow. I'm Smiley Kaufman, and this is The Smiley Show. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new open champion, a new champion golfer of the year, I should say, and it is Brian Harmon with an absolutely dominating performance. Uh, I think a lot of people looked at this and said, you know, man, this was this was kind of dull. This was kind of boring. It only ends up that way when you play uh, as good and as solid of golf as Brian Harmon did really all week long. Uh, just a couple of stats, Smiley, before we dig into it from the great Justin Ray uh, at Justin Ray Golf on Twitter. I'm going to give you a list of the Americans who've won the Open Championship by six shots or more. Bobby Jones, Walter Hagen, Arnold Palmer, Johnny Miller, Tiger Woods, and Brian Harmon. I, I, just looking at his performance you know, today, this week, um, for the critics of, of what he did, do we look at this differently if the, if the guy winning by by uh, six or more shots is a John Rahm or a Scotty Scheffler? Is he a little bit of a victim of, of people don't know him as a household name? Um, that's a good question. I mean, he's, he's made like $30 million on the PGA tour. So it's, you know, I don't know if household name is, is, uh, depends on the household probably. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's, you know, Charles Howell's kind of a guy that made a ton of money without a ton of wins. And, you know, Brian Harmon's had two wins. Um, Unlike Charles Howe, I believe only had one win on tour. But anyways, that's kind of besides the point. Yes, I mean, this week it was just, uh, he dominated. I mean, he absolutely dominated. And he took control of the golf tournament Friday morning, and he never, never let up. And there were, I mean, the leaderboard started really shaping up as we kind of got into the weekend and especially today i would just look down the leaderboard and see man he's got to look at a lot of really good players who've won a lot of major championships right behind him and man he never let up 59 for 59 inside of 10 feet just stupid uh he was first in fairways just an all-time performance man he he beat everybody uh with his game and then um you know mentally he was able to sleep on big leads which is not easy to do and Apparently there was a little heckling going out on out there a little yeah. here and there, which I didn't necessarily hear. I wasn't with this group, uh, but still, I mean, that's what he might be hearing at the Ryder Cup uh, come a couple months is he's definitely a lock now. Yeah, I mean, we can launch right into that discussion it, just by the projections. They're not official yet, but he should end up third on that Ryder cup standings list. Once those final points are calculated, I mean, he will get uh 6,000 points, I believe, right? Because the winner's purse is $3 million. You get a point for every, or you get two points rather for every thousand dollars earned. So that should put him right there behind Wyndham Clark and ahead of Brooks Kepka. So, I mean, just looking at that list now, it, it is going to get, <laughs> this is something we said in our podcast leading up to this major of man, wouldn't it be something if another guy who's not automatically qualified wins this tournament and then, the whole selection process goes back into disarray. I am currently looking at a television right now that has uh, the U S captain Zach Johnson on it. They showed a video of him giving Brian a big hug coming off the course. And now I'm sure answering questions about that team. So where does this put you in terms of team selection guys that you think maybe are off it after this week, you know, Brian, of course on it, but I mean, how does this change that the Ryder cup picture in your mind? Yeah, no, right now I think it's four guys for two spots. And I think it's Cameron Young, I think it's Sam Burns, Tony Fino, and Justin Thomas for two spots. And 
that's the kind of the way I look at it right now. I kind of see Keegan and Ricky as locks in my mind. And then you kind of get through the rest of the list that are, are kind of the guys that we know uh, will either qualify or points that are just guaranteed locks. You know, those, those are the four. Um, and I would say that, you know, Tony Finau's had the best year. He's ninth in the FedEx cup points. And then Cameron young, you know, he was right there. If he would have probably finished runner up today, I think that would have definitely locked him in, but he's only 46th in the current FedEx cup standings. I know he'll move up a little bit with this finish. If he hasn't already updated or not, I can't tell with what I'm looking at here. Sam Burns won the match play. So that definitely is in his favor. And the fact that he's played well, in uh, in match play format and been on a President's Cup team, not a Ryder Cup team, but still a you know a, just a bona fide stud. And then you got JT, who's going to play the next two weeks, going to play the three M, going to play the Wyndham to hopefully get himself positioned in the playoffs. To where I think if he makes somewhat of a run, whether he just comes up short to getting into Atlanta or if he makes it to Atlanta, I think that would be enough for me to say you know. This this guy's starting to show more form, and he's been your best player over the last however many years in the, in these international team formats. Uh, getting back to what Brian Harmon did really well this week, uh, his strokes game putting was uh, eleven and a half shots, uh, which led the field. And his one hundred and six putts this week are the fewest by an open winner in the last twenty years. And sort of contrasting that a little bit with the chasing pack that we saw on Sunday that had a rougher day on the greens. Cam Young lost more than two shots was 67th out of 74 players in the field. Tommy Fleetwood had a rough day in spots. You know, he, he only lost about a half shot, but was 46 out of 74 guys. And, and Rory actually was, he was fourth in the field in the strokes game putting, you know, unfortunately it was just a, a too little, too late, but still a, mm-hmm. a three under round a day and put himself kind of in position. Um, just your thoughts on what you saw today. You were following Rory's group, but just Rory, you know, coming up short again, having a good Sunday, but just not good enough. And just the other guys like Cam Young, we thought maybe had a shot coming in and just, you know, that's another guy just talking about the Ryder cup context, whoever they take to Rome is going to need to be able to putt well, because that course isn't necessarily set up for a bomber. So, you know, just what you saw from, from that pack of guys on Sunday. Yeah, no, I followed Rory all day and he played amazing, uh, played amazing all week. Really just the putter let him down for a couple of days and, um, it didn't bite him last week as he ended up getting the win, but you know, coming into the week, it was definitely a question mark. And today it looked much better from my eye. I could, I could see a difference in his stroke today from one day to the next. He used a line on his ball today, which I think helped him a little bit. And he was able to finally see the ball kind of roll into the holes with a little bit of speed. And, and I think just he made a putt early and that from there, he just really kept it going. Uh, just made a mistake on the 10th hole that just really blew all the momentum that he had making a bogey from the middle of the fairway. And um, from there, you know, Brian Harmer, obviously was out in front. He needed um, for a long time. It just felt like Brian was going to kind of come back, but then he really put his foot on the pedal when he made that just slammed the door shut on 14, making birdie there. That was one of the most difficult holes all day. But um, the other guys, I would say, you know, Cameron young was striping it. Like you said, just no good with a putter whatsoever. I mean, he was probably one of the, the worst putters in the field, but I mean, T to green, it was stupid. Tommy Fleetwood. I mean, I was with him as well. Uh, finishing him and Sep struck up which shout out to Sep probably played his way on the yeah. European Ryder cup team absolutely Um, but i was with with tommy on 16 or excuse me 17 and he hit it down all the way off the cliff and he gets down there and he said 
are you effing kidding me? Like I, I was right <laughs> next to him and I just, he didn't have a shot. He had to play sideways and left it short, then chipped it up there and missed the putt, made triple bogey, which costs a lot of money. And just a sour patch end to the week for him is really, he probably played well enough to be a little closer to Brian Harmon and continue to put some pressure on him, especially yesterday. I had an opportunity to kind of take, take a little control of uh, maybe the golf tournament, just kind of let it slide. But um, yeah, but overall I would say just a, really a, a, a fun leaderboard at the end. And I, I do need to comment on, on out there. That was the most I've, I've never been that stopping wet in my entire life. It was my feet. And when I took my socks off, I squeezed my socks and it was just dripping water. And I looked down at my feet and they looked like Pringly Cheetos. It just, I wait, mean, wait, I, please tell the audience what prior to this podcast starting, you told me, is it correct? You, all those, none of those clothes are making the trip back with you. Are they? Uh, yeah, the, everything's done. The shoes are done. Um, uh, the rain suit survived. Um, the socks, throw away uh texting with jordan he's throwing away his shoes socks and everything he wore as well it just it's not it was just the most annoying mist it wasn't even it was it was more than a mist but it was sideways consistent rain it just wrapped you like a blanket and never went away the whole day and what they teed off in it was was 15 to 20 mile an hour wind so if we would have had that the whole day if that would have been made the golf course play a little tougher as the wind kind of laid down. It was just annoying rain the whole day where I just, I mean, shout out to Brian Harmon, man, that to, to win in those type of conditions with all that he was facing was uh, very, just very impressive. Well, that kind of brings me to the last question I want to ask you, which is coming into the event, we had uh, maybe an expectation of what Royal Liverpool could be, but then it turned out to be a very different thing. Like, of course, we all watched the highlights and the lead up of a very dry course that Tiger Woods won on 2006. Now, we, we knew that in 2014, uh, it was a much wetter course for Rory McIlroy, but maybe not to this extent. And for me, it felt like, man, this this was this had all the makings of a really cool, unique venue, a really challenging, tough venue. And, you know, the, the quirky things like the, the out of bounds on three and 18 and, and the potential that 17 had. And it felt like we never really, it never really reached its full potential. And, and that's, of course, that's out of, uh, you know, the RNA's control that's out of Royal Liverpool's control, but any disappointment on your end of like, man, we, we kind of had some, cool potential for this to get what, you know, wacky or wild at the end. And it just turned out to be just a, a really uh slog of, of, of a rain fest and, and just everyone kind of plotting to the finish and no real moves made in either direction. No, I think it was a perfect week. Really. I thought Thursday and Friday, especially Thursday, the pot bunkers were the story because of um, all the balls were rolling in. The golf course was playing fairly firm with a very stiff breeze. And then Friday was an even stiffer breeze which that seemed to be the story that were this guys that just were not shooting very low scores on Friday whatsoever. And Brian Harmon was able to play the best on the day. I felt potentially played the most difficult. And then the weekend comes around yesterday, weather all over the place, you know, the morning it was easy somewhat with the Southeast wind, which was the only time we got that wind. And then the afternoon, once those leaders teed off, it switched back to the same wind we had Thursday, Friday, and the same wind that we eventually had on Sunday and then the rain. Um, but it just, the pop bunkers, I, I still think that was such a huge storyline. The first couple days where it, it seemed like guys figured out how to play the golf course on the weekend where you didn't see very many guys end up in the pop bunkers. 
Um, I think the guys realize what they had in front of them and they just, they kind of figured out how to get around the golf course and what holes were scorable, which ones weren't. So I saw a lot of conservative play over the weekend along with, you know, just, you know, I think 17 and 18 was Darren Clark described it as close to being brilliant. And I think that's kind of where I'm at with it is it was, there's just nowhere to really miss it. And I think for most of the week, guys are hitting wedges and we're able to miss it on the right side of the hole, but there just wasn't a good weave uh, seemingly anywhere, but still uh, it didn't really provide the drama that we thought it may provide on Sunday with some really nervy shots, similar to what we see at 17 at Sawgrass, but still um, a, definitely a, an unusual hole that I think short par threes are, are really good for the game, but it was kind of a, a very unique one. Um, and then 18 and three with the, with the, especially today on 18, it was a three shot hole where the guys were barely getting to the fairway. And I thought it, it provided such a unique challenge for the players because they knew OBs right there. And the guys were weighing up very conservatively and having t- 200 yard shots into a par five on their third shot, which is what we've, you know, for the, on P, on the PGA tour all year, that's what guys are hitting for their second shot. So very cool that we saw that whole play where guys are hitting five iron on Thursday and Friday, potentially. And then we saw guys hitting five iron for their third shots on Sunday. So just very unique in that fact that yeah, I don't think you see another golf course quite ha- play so differently from one day to the next, which is, which is why I thought Royal Liverpool was a, was a, uh, you know, a, a big win. I think it was a great golf course and I'm, I'm excited uh, to get back here one day here to see it again. Cause I think it was awesome. Well, the tour is off next to the twin cities for the three M open. You're off to the, the junior am Charleston. Do we have that correct? You have an, you're fulfilling an analyst role there. Yes. I'll be in the booth. Uh, excited to get down to Charleston, Daniel Island, uh, golf Ooh. club, I believe is the name of it. Um, bringing, bringing the wife and baby. So I'm excited to Love that. Fly, fly out tomorrow, uh, have a day off on Tuesday and pack up do a lot of laundry and, uh, yeah, fly out Wednesday. And, uh, for a somewhat short week, week, we're covering the, you know, we're covering on Friday and Saturday for a couple hours. So, um, excited to get over to Charleston. Hope you get to dry out a little bit, of course, maybe uh, <laughs> le- le- less rain in the, uh, in South Carolina for you. Uh, and then on here, uh, on Thursday, we'll have, uh, a great conversation of yours with Jacoby Brissett. Um, as a North Carolina Tar Heel, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about that one, but you know, we we had some very interesting, unusual, and uh, uh, very for for my part, uh, revelations that I was happy to hear in this podcast. So that'll be here on Thursday, and then of course uh, we'll be back the following Monday with a, a recap of the 3M Open and maybe taking a little bit of look at the FedEx Cup as we as we get into playoff season. So that's all for our final. Uh, open championship journal and we will see you back here on thursday the smiley show is part of the sirius xm sports podcast network if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more please give a five-star rating and leave a review subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast